Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to Ask Your Confessions. I'm your host, Alexa Max, here with Mr. Lane. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. So today we're going to talk about what it's like, what to expect if you're a provider hosting or, you know, doing sex work for the very first time. I don't know why I'm laughing. I think Reed is still working. <laughs> You're laughing because it's a fun topic. It's all about having a good time and partying and nothing bad ever happens ever, right? Right. right. <laughs> That's why we're laughing. No, yeah. it's okay to be light about a situation, even though it can be daunting and it can be scary at first uh, to pull the trigger and decide that it's what you're going to do. What was your first time like? My first time as provider, was, um, it was nervous. I was, uh, I was nervous. I wasn't scared as like scared about the clients. I was more scared about what if I fart <laughs> in the middle of the session or what if I say something wrong? And, um, you know, I was scared, but then I saw my first client um, and he was nice. There was no, you know, nothing bad. And uh, I had sex. And uh, then I was like, oh, okay, so this is it. Okay, so um, yeah, and after that, it was a very good first day. So I, all that stress went away. And uh, it was at the hotel and uh, in a good area of Charleston. And um, yeah, I, I know what I could have done better, but. I'm glad uh, it went the way it did. So, yeah. Did you see him again? Um, I did, I think, twice after that, but, um, but then, no. It, it was weird. Okay. I am trying to remember my first time. I don't remember if it was with somebody at a massage parlor it might have been or it may have been someone else i don't remember exactly um yeah i think it it was it was in north carolina and it was uh, a massage parlor and i had just needed to get the massage and then in the middle of it they asked if we wanted to uh you know the happy ending quote and i said uh sure and at time it was it was something i had not thought about and I was like, yeah, it ended up being a good experience. And that's when I realized, oh, you can actually really do this. I mean, people always talk about it, but no one, you know, there's no way of saying, here, show me the ropes. This is how you get into it. And so what you do. The first time I ever cammed, though, my first camming experience was very nervous. And I ended up finding a couple, a, a husband and wife, who um, you need a, a third person to, to party with them and it was fun. And I talked him through a lot of dirty talk and it was just a lot of fun. It was very empowering. Oh, kitty. Oh, my look, Draco, Draco, there's another kitty there. Look, look, look at the screen. No. Okay. <laughs> this is Oreo. Yeah. And she absolutely loves being in my lap, even though she knows I'm allergic to her. Okay. This episode is brought to you today by kitty cats. That's not a gentleman's club as an actual real kitty cat. All right. So what would you, what would you recommend to somebody who wants to do this for the first time? So as a, a provider, first time provider, 
um, I would suggest. So first of all, you have to decide whether on location, in call at the hotel, in call in your own home, or to do out call to a client's hotel or hotels. Um, so I don't know. That's just my perspective. I would do an in call at uh, at the hotel for the first time or at your own place. And second of all, screening is a must because you have to be safe. You have to know that this person is not a criminal or a child molester. I don't know. Um, and I would just do like, I would ask them for screening selfie with ID or ID or the back of the credit or debit card so we could clearly see the client's name. And um, let's see what else. Social media link. So we would know this person is active on social media if they say who they say they are. And uh, I would ask for two references from a very recent providers that they saw recently. If they have seen providers before you. And, um, you know, um, and I would ask them, of course, for a phone number or email from those providers. Um, let's see, the next step is deposits. So they would send a certain percent of um, money to your Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, I don't know, wherever, whatever apps you use. And um, yeah, and once they mark down their spot, just tell them the address and uh, yeah, and then go from there. Oh, and, and, uh, um, Clients, males who are interested in booking a provider, please bring something for the very first time. It's very rude to not bring anything. And um, yeah, because I have people um, book me for New Year's. They didn't bring shit. Then I had a person who, and actually a next client of mine now, um, just because of that, um, book me on Thanksgiving. Um, without asking if I had any plans, but um, no tip, no, you know, small gifts for Thanksgiving. And um, yeah, so please bring something. I mean, it's it's polite thing to do. It's respectful thing to do, but yeah. Like a small gift, like a bottle, like a bottle of alcohol or whatever your preferences are, like jewelry or something. Gift card, jewelry, like it can be cheap jewelry. Just, I mean, well, yeah, just... Candle. Inexpensive jewelry. Yeah, not like <laughs> yeah, not like a Chanel bag. But uh yeah, just small gifts. It counts like like we will remember you. Like I remember all those guys who brought me either flowers or um let's see, earrings and you know, I, I remember everybody and I'm thankful for those people who always bring something. That's a, that seems like it would be a very uh polite gesture at least i mean it's almost it, it, it is, it's courtship it really is courtship uh even though it's transactional courtship yeah. and that's something that you know an old-fashioned person would be like oh I'm, I'm i'm courting this and that's why they're called courtesans uh i'm courting you and i want to uh you know be on your good side at least or bring a positive experience to the, to the situation yeah. Um, if you're a mentor to anybody, do you have any, anybody that you know that you would like or anybody you worked with in the past who's not done it before? Who who I mentored? Yeah, have you ever mentored anybody or do you have a do you have a mentor? 
Um, no, neither. I um, I usually learn everything from Twitter accounts, honestly. And uh, I actually did buy a book. Um, let me get a real book. So it's uh, it's by Amanda Brooks. She was a provider back in the day, and now she's a writer. And it's called the Internet Escorts Handbook, and uh, it's about advertising, marketing, and what it's like to be an escort. And it's really helpful. So this is like my my escort bible, <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah, but as for mentoring, I would like to mentor someone um, because I. I like to help people out and uh, um, yeah, but not, not yet. I haven't mentored anybody yet. Okay. Well, if anyone's looking for somebody that can <laughs> mentor you and you want to break into it, then uh, Alexa's uh, socials are attached to this, this podcast. Um, I'm friendly. You... I swear. Yeah, she's, she's very friendly. She, she and I are, are friends in real life too, outside of podcast world. And I can attest that she's very friendly. Uh, she's a nice person. Unless you cross her. What gave you the courage to say, hey, this is something I can do? Because I know people fantasize about certain things and they may not have the courage to pull the trigger on their fantasies, which is something that we should talk about in a different episode. But what gave you the courage and confidence to do this? I was broke and homeless, basically. So, yeah, I know it's probably stereotypical, but I just, I did not want to work a regular job anymore. And I decided to take a chance on this. But at the same time, my friend helped me. He's like, hey, have you thought about doing this? And he kind of became my pimp at the moment, but not anymore. Um, Yeah, but no, basically I needed money. So it was kind of a one of the resorts one of the ways to make really fast money and uh yeah and like why not getting paid for orgasm so yeah yeah we talked about that particular thing before like you know if you're gonna have one you might as well be compensated for it but so yeah so a survival aspect which is one of the reasons a lot of people get into sex work um i don't know it's just there, there's like a whole discussion about civilians getting into it you know which is the common term for somebody who doesn't normally do this civilians versus uh you know pros okay i might move you in a second cat trying to eat my microphone wire oh no (laughs) this is gonna be a fun podcast you're gonna listen to this what is going on with this foreign professionals they're amateurs they're probably not even good sex work people not true we're, we're amazing at, at, at the sex work <laughs> okay <laughs> best podcast ever all right what um okay so yeah necessity i understand that part of it um what do you think you would be doing do you think you'll be doing this in in five years or even 10 years Oh gosh, it's hard to tell. I feel like I would do it in five years. Mm, Ten, probably not. I just, I don't know. It's so emotionally draining sometimes. And, but at the same time, it pays for my bucket list. So I don't know. I might, I might have like a six month break maybe from this um, 
and do other stuff, focus on acting more and other things, but um, probably, yes. I would say five years, yes. Oh, thank you. I try um, <laughs> with my English. Um, so five years, yes. Please book me in the next five years. <laughs> yeah, fill up her five-year calendar and then she can retire. Yes, <laughs> retire in peace without yeah and i would probably still talk to my regulars just like check up on them so yeah yeah i, I even even as a as somebody like i i have not worked with a provider in a long time i just i think i i'm in a situation now where it's just not a priority um i'm not single and the woman i'm with we you know we we were very busy anyway and so we have a lot of things that we've fulfilled with each other. And so there really is not a need for provider services. But I, I also know too, if I had the situation where I, I could, and I can, you know, we're, we're open. Um, I just, I just don't know if it's something that, you know, is on my radar right now. Um, maybe, I mean, they would never say no to it, but, you know, sometimes people just go through phases in life and maybe this is one of them at least. Um, I'm just not, it's not a current priority. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. So if you are a young person or even anybody of any age, doesn't have to be a young person. I don't want to um, generalize with age. Where would be a good resource to start if you wanted to find out more information about how to do this? It's first timer. I would go to Twitter, based on Twitter and um, follow uh, let's see, Trist or uh, other good ones. Um, Trist, and then if you put like hashtag date Carolinas or hashtag date like any any other state like Ohio, uh, you would see that in suggested fields there would be sex workers, and I would follow sex workers, and then Google, of course, Google is a good source like how to become a sex worker, and there should be all kinds of sites, especially Reddit because Reddit has everything. Um, yeah, just do research, listen to podcasts on YouTube or listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, go to YouTube and uh, just, yeah. There's there's a lot of podcasts out there about sex work, so. Mm -hmm. Research, research, research. Do you have a favorite podcast other than this one? I, <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't listen to enough podcasts. Otherwise, I would say, do you have? I actually have some recommendations for that that I've been listening to. Yes, I, uh, I have a, one in particular, and I'm gonna give a shout out to. Let me go into my Spotify and find it. Shout out to Spotify. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what I've been listening to lately. That's in this in this realm of uh, sex work. I gotta go. I've been listening to a lot of things. I gotta find it first. Um, but not that there's any kind of lull in our discussion. But it is a. Um, Good podcast about, let's see what we do. Savannah Hart, A Sex Worker's Guide to the Galaxy, okay. which is in which is inspired by The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <gasps> and, uh, so Savannah Hart is is a sex worker um, provider. She uh, has been doing this podcast for a long time. And she can, you can find her website at savannahart.com. And she has an OnlyFans and she has a Twitter. Her Twitter is your Savannah xo and the same for her instagram and same for her link, link tree 
anyway, so she uh, it's got a lot of a lot of stuff on here actually. Um, but that's her her podcast, and I've enjoyed been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, she really starts off with beginning how like how to like how she got into it, kind of like what we were just talking about. Yeah, and she keeps going uh, with it as well. Nice. And um, yeah, I listen to a lot of BDSM uh, podcasts and a lot of podcasts about uh, porn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Issa Kira does one for the Pornhub podcast, and she has got so much good stuff on hers. Um, if you're interested in that, and, and mm-hmm. I've been listening to uh, another one that's um, where is it? Uh, the Priory Society, which is about swingers, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking mm-hmm. about workers, not. Not not enthusiasts. <laughs> hey, I'm enthusiastic about my work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enthusiastic about orgasms too, but we're trying to get focused here. Yes. Yeah. We need to be coming and not just going. There we go. Yeah. 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 I like I like to be enthusiastic about my clients' orgasms more because it's kind of a goal for me to make them. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> right. But remember we said it's not always this, not always the destination. Sometimes it's sometimes it's just the journey as we go along. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, you definitely want a happy client, you know, so that they, they can enjoy themselves and then they will come back. Uh you want that release. Yes. And, uh, yes. Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's uh that's most of what we're talking about today. Um is there anything particular going on in uh in the client services world that you like what else like talk about oh i'm getting that next up um let's see oh i had i had my first fly me to you um to denver and it was like mid february yeah and uh yeah you know it was my first time and it was his first time too flying somebody into him and um yeah he paid for everything he like brought me like soaps and uh, like handmade soaps or uh from lulu's and it's like really good store and the soap smells super good and they're really soft and um and then he brought me like uh vape pens and uh yeah like he's just um an amazing guy Denver is a great place I have a lot of friends who uh are from uh that part of Colorado a lot I'll actually there are a lot of dancers I know are from there um that I, I talk to and I network with and stuff and I guess it's because of the maybe because of the legal weed and some of the more relaxed, you know, norms towards uh, deviant behavior. But um, Denver's always been a even back to like the beat poet times. You know, Jack Kerouac had a section about Denver on, on the, from on the road, um, and so it's always just been you know a, a great place. Like my, one of my favorite singers is from uh, there, from Colorado, uh, Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys is from Colorado. And so I've said, I have a love affair with it from afar. I've never been, but I'm going to at some point. All of a sudden I need to go to, so I can appreciate them up close and personal. Yeah, just definitely go. I like, I like Denver. I like the, that there's always something going on. And um, yeah, there's a lot. I got a lot of inquiries, but at the same time, there were a lot of time wasters in there. And it's like, yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I have Mr. L I'll just call him Mr. L. So yeah, but I really enjoyed my time there. I like the mountains and um, yeah. So that was that. And uh, of course, all my regulars always contact me right after I, 
I get back, which is great uh, because I'm, uh, I like to be busy. And um, then uh, yesterday was a really good day because I had, I went to see Lawrence of Arabia, never seen it, heard of it a lot. And then like after first hour, I did not long that it, I did not know it was going to be like four hours almost. And uh, then I was uh, an hour into the movie. And then one of my regulars, he contacts me. He's like, hey, are you like by any chance available today? I'm like, I'm on my way. There's no way I'm going to finish it on time because I had an appointment with another regular after that. And I'm like, yeah, like I'll just watch it on YouTube or Amazon or yeah. So yesterday was a good day. Yeah, it's a classic and it, it takes forever because it's, it's a huge story. But um, yeah, it's definitely one of those things you need to watch, but like, devote an entire day to because it's emotionally draining, but it's also beautifully shot. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Peter O'Toole, probably one of the best actors of his generation. And he was one of those guys that really came out with like Alec Guinness and Lawrence Olivier and just, you know, so many of those great actors from that era. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, definitely. And I'm glad you got, I'm glad you're staying busy. What's um, so when you talk about time wasters versus actual clients, is there like a, you think a, a percentage or like a ratio of how much time you spend trying to sift through time wasters versus people who actually will commit to a, um, a background check or at least, uh, you know, uh, um, being vetted yeah. and make a deposit? I would say depends on the area. Cause, um, Let's see. I would say time wasters, 70% in Savannah, I get, and 30% the ones that actually book. And then the time I spend is very short because I have automatic message that says, hi, gorgeous. Uh, this is an automatic message. When you want to book with me, I just need those things. And then, uh, you know, I have automatic message and it's like instantly like cuts them out. So yeah, if they're time wasters. And usually time wasters, they're like, send you a message or email says, hi, hello, are you available? Are you available <laughs> now? And then question marks. I'm like, what the <laughs> Guys, come on, research. Right, yeah. If you found me, if you've gotten this far to finding my email, you should be able to see everything that came before that about how to book with me. <laughs> yeah, and they're probably also trying to book with like three other providers at the same time because... I kind of remember it being in the height of, of me doing this, that I, you know, I had, I had three or four providers that I would sort of rotate with and I didn't know it wasn't always like that. I mean, usually it was, it was one person and I would be, Hey, you know, are you available today? Mm-hmm. There are any, any at all time during the day? Cause you know, yeah. you, you start in the morning and usually by like two 30, you've got a, a, you know, an appointment. Yeah. And that's fine because you know, everyone's got a day they have stuff going on and that's okay. But I was never like, hey, what's up? You know. <laughs> oh, I also get the ones that, hey, my name's Jerry. I am staying in Bluffton or somewhere where it's not even your area. I would like to meet you in my hotel. That's it. <laughs> no screening, nothing. I'm uh, like, yeah, not going to work. Jerry. Jerry the cop. Jerry the cop. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't do Bluffton. Bluffton's not out of your out of your area. It's like 30 minutes away, but like the email I got this morning, it was just scream time waste. I'm like, I'm not going to go to Bluffton with no screening provided. Like, and he literally saw my website and he contacted me through, um, not website, but Trist, but, you know, like 
come on, dude. Come on. Outside the proper channels, yeah. Yeah. It's like right there. <laughs> but do you have any other questions? I don't. I have all my questions for today for pertaining to this episode. I've got thousands of questions we could talk about for other episodes, but that's another day. Yes. Yeah, I just messaged you one of them. We should do another. I was just telling, be a messenger. Um, we should do a numbers episode where we analyze all this kind of data about you know time spent and time management of money and everything. But no, that's it. That's it from my point of view. Uh, my questions for you today is always it's a joy and a privilege to interview you, the beautiful Alexa Max, the charming, sophisticated professional Alexa Max. Thank you. I try. And thank you so much for doing this podcast with me, as always, because it's nice to talk with people on the other end, because <laughs> I did a few podcasts where I'm just like, okay, here's what's going on. And uh, yeah, definitely. Always. Anytime. All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you on the next podcast.